I assume you guys are recording as well. Yes. I'll. This is the cold open then. Uh, yeah, I'm the only one who did predictions for the G1, but I did have a very interesting tactic for ble- for B block that I'm I'm kind of wondering if you guys can suss out what my decisions my decision making was. Uh, yes, I could see. Wh- which one is it? Is it is the G130? G130. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> You, uh, you're, I see that you've really, you're really betting on one horse here, huh? <laughs> you're, you're really going with TT. I just went with old Tom and Tom, old throwback. I went with, cause at that point I was like, it's okay. They'll make their predictions and I'll just be the fun goof person. Inaccurate. Nope. You're the means- only one holding this one down right now, nope. buddy. <laughs> the only. <laughs> Cause, cause I was, cause, cause Blake was doing rehearsal and I was dealing with personal things, so neither one of us remembered. The fight boys? For the first time, for the first time ever, we I didn't do predictions. I think it's the first time in like seven years I haven't done G one predictions. Which means the fight boys are all relying on one man, and his name is Tomatonga. I'm not, I'm not relying on shit. You're already you're already fucked because hold on, how many let me see how many points you have Great O'Con getting. Uh next to yeah. none. Six. Yeah, he's already outdone your predictions. You're fucked. Good. I, good I'm good aiming job. for ZSJ for A block. Uh I did even it out in block B though, because I did have Tomatonga win every single match, but I also had Chase Owens lose every single match. <laughs> so that way it's kind of an even throw there. That's fair. Alright, I'll give it to you. Have have I ever told you you're the goddamn worst? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the show! So welcome to Fight Boys. It's the monthly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Uh, I'm filling in because nobody else is here. Uh, The Dylan. I am uh, also here in spirit. Blake Tanner. It's <laughs> only spirit, not in body. Uh, yeah, so there were a lot of predictions that we just didn't do. The G1, largely because I stopped following New Japan the last year. Yeah. AEW has really taken over all that energy I had. That's true. With, the, with to, the forbidden door being busted down, like I feel like all you really need to get is just AEW in your veins. Yeah, it really. I mean, to be you, to be fair, you, maybe you check up on uh, on Impact, which we forgot to do the predictions for that too. But it's a good thing because I would have lost because Ace Austin was in the main event, and we all know how those predictions go. Um, but Josh Alexander is cashing in Option C, which I'm very excited about. Christian Cage, Josh Alexander, potential new Canadian champion. Get get that strap on on. Good old Josh. Yeah, go from Canada uh, to Canada. Canada to Canada. See to Shining, also Canada. Uh, yeah, that's the that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, no, the G1 is happening. Naito, unfortunately, out, hurt his knee. Oh, uh, I heard so, about that. So, like... Yeah, very unfortunate injury. Fucked a lot of prediction series. Oh, uh, I bet. They had, to, like, they had to redo it on Squared Circle. That'd be like, okay, we're going to do a second one, which isn't for actual points, but, you know, for bragging rights, we're going to see what the fuck happens. And I missed that one, too. Jesus. So the one guy out there who fucking completely chose against Naito uh, had him lose every match. Technically correct. You know there's one. You know there's one who's like, fuck L.I.J., hate this stable, hate... And that person's name is Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr., who is on a tear of just ripping people apart. I want Zack Sabre Jr. to to win the G1 so goddamn badly. Because um, as much... I mean, maybe it's his year. <laughs> right. As much as Will Ospreay is just a piece of shit and was doing well with the title, he's apparently a New Japan Strong, also with the same belt, so there's more than one of them for some reason. They made multiple of that stupid belt. That's almost worse, honestly, in theory and practice. I I can tell you, I probably just would have gone with Okada winning again this year because it's never an unsafe bet, but it's rarely the bet that wins. Right, right, but at least get you one of the blocks. That's, or almost. Uh, I think I would have had him versus... 
Fuck, hold on. Who's in which block? Is ZSJ in the same block as Okada? I probably, honest... I probably would have gone with ZSJ, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's... Um, I was looking... I was looking for a... I was looking for a gringo to go up against... Uh, <laughs> the Japanese, so that might have actually worked out. Yeah, blo- it's uh, block B, we will, so we will, it would have been Tanahashi, we will, Okada, Goto... We will have our... Goto. Our, 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 uh, our unofficial... Uh, G1 final from the Fight Boys, uh, the two of us that didn't fill it out, is uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Okada. Uh, you want to say Okada winning? Probably. I'll pick Okada if you get Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I'll take Zack Sabre Jr. Zack's probably not going to make it, but God, God damn, do I love that vegan anarchist. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it does look like it. Block B, it's got, some, it's got some good tenders, but I would, I would feel pretty confident picking Okada for it. I'm just amazed that Great Khan is undefeated. I'm just like, holy shit, we're really pushing this guy. Oh, mm. God. Anyway, uh, moving on from the G1, which has you know, been, from what I can tell, interesting, but largely overshadowed this year due to you know booking decisions, talent issues, mm-hmm. due to you know the Delta variant. Very unfortunate that two years in a row, the G1 climax has kind of you know been shifted mm-hmm. and unfortunately affected uh, by... The lack of talent still affecting storylines. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're uh, even e- e- evil is still for some reason in contendership, despite no one liking him. <laughs> we're even seeing it in um, in AEW too. Um, dick Togo is putting his dick Togo and everything. Everyone really doesn't like that. I don't know. I, I'm kind of into no, <laughs> no. I no. couldn't even finish the joke. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> AEW, no, AEW's been recovering pretty pretty well. They haven't been able to get the forbidden talent, but yeah, the big the big one that I think about is Pac with his travel issues because they've had to they've had to like push back that uh, his feud with Andrade several times now. Um, yeah, but but at least they're just kind of taking him out of it now. Andrade is going to be bringing in his people to face the Lucha Brothers for the AAA tag titles. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see who he's going to bring in. Probably Black Taurus and uh, Demon Flamente. Yeah, because uh, they were the PWG champions before uh, fucking Malachi Black and Brody King got them at Tremendous Six, yes, like this Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's a because big one, win. I forgot that show happened, and two, two, of course, fucking... They're calling themselves the Kings of the Black Throne, which is just a medal as fuck name. Great. Just... Yeah, great, great fucking name. choice. Great tag name. One hundred percent. Brody King. Brody King better be coming to AEW when his ROH deal is up because Malachi needs uh, Malachi needs allies. He doesn't really. He's an assassin. He just shows up and kills the Nightmare Factory family, making him my favorite favorite person over ever. and over again. Tonight, um, fucking, uh, they had a great. Yeah, segment. we'll talk about that later. Okay, fine, yeah, we'll fine. talk about that um, later. Anyway, um. Uh, when it does come down to it, that actually makes me think about, do you think that uh, AEW is starting to reach a critical mass or they just need to wait before they start bringing in new, like, bigger names? Because with um, with Brian and Punk debuting, like, the big spotlight's on them. I'm thinking, like, maybe they just kind of keep this rolling for the rest of the year and then wait till next year to do anything big. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they put the TNT title on Sammy tonight. You know, which is good, you know, in, in Brody's hometown, new TNT title. You had to see it coming, but it was still a feel-good moment. Uh, so, like, Miro still looks like a star. You can totally push him uh, against... To Sammy. A, yeah, yeah. Props to Sammy. Yeah. I don't know how long he's going to hold the damn thing, but also I don't know if we're going to have it change color for the fourth fucking time. I don't know if it'll stay white with the whatever, or if we're going to go back to black. I don't know. I don't know. Really don't. All I know is it's not going to be red anymore, because they gave that title a negative one, and uh, he's just going to bring it back in ten years and just be like, hey, guess what? You remember this? I'm defending this now. I, I I'm love defend- that. I, I, am the, I am the true TNT champ. My family is the... Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Oh, well, Can't family. Wait. Although, I, I kind of like the idea of the TNT title like being the custom belt. Like the one that they're able to customize more to the wrestler that you know is uh, holding it at the time, because if they keep that, if they keep that running with each one, like everybody like gets that, that'll be cool. I actually, I actually take that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But they have to do it. That's the thing. Yeah. Um. 
Dark Order is uh, Dark Order is fine. Dark Order is fine now because uh, Brody Lee's wife came out and yelled at Evil Uno. What? <laughs> Let me paraphrase. It was essentially, "What the fuck are you doing? This is Brody sometimes. What the fuck are you doing?" And then Dark Order is fine now after they beat the shit out of the HFO. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Order needed like a win. A, Dark Order needed a win. Uh, Adam. Adam ain't back yet. I don't know when Adam's coming back. We don't. When Adam comes, when Adam comes back, pop of the century. That's, pop of the century. I mean, that's gonna be the biggest thing. I know people. A lot of people were speculating it was gonna be tonight. There's no way it was gonna be tonight. Um, I just don't think he's gonna. Cause like being on paternity leave, like you, and well, props to AEW for get letting him take off this long. Like, just that's just a really cool thing for them to do. I know that's a. It's a great way to be like, all right, rats off in the sunset. Now we do. Christian, mm-hmm. we do Debray after oh, Kenny wins at uh, full gear. Probably that next dynamite. That next yeah. dynamite's when he shows up. That that'll be good because he got him under. Also, uh, we have to watch Rampage together because Nick Jackson versus oh Brian. versus D-Bry. Yeah, yeah, man. I saw that announced earlier today, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I do want to see him kill a buck. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, of the people in the Elite that you could have a match with that I would watch, that, like, I knew it couldn't be Adam Cole, knew it couldn't be Kenny, I would have gone with with uh, Car- with uh, Carl or Nick. Those were the two I would have gone with, so. And I'm, I'm happy that uh, they are kind of doing this with Brian, keeping his feud with as, like, a feud with the Elite, basically, at this point, because he just wants to fucking fight, and... I love how different they're keeping his character uh, as part from Punk being the very wholesome psychopath. I mean, if you've just seen his promos, he's just like, I was brought back to life when I came here. It's like it was the roar of the crowd. It was everything I ever wanted. And I get to murder people. (laughs) (laughs) It's so terrifying to watch in certain regards he smiles yeah. with he, his smile is that like the one that you see and it's like this guy really does want to hurt people this is he the, does this is he the is. man that like i've for the entirety of my wrestling like watching career i've known as just the the humble underdog who is just tenacious yeah. and fiery no. this is full roh kick your fucking yeah. head in brian yeah, yeah, it is. It was a, it was an easy switchback for him too. That was the, that was the weird part. Like everybody else had a little bit of, like, oh right, I can. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm Brian Danielson. I do what the fuck I want. Uh, tag team match. Oh, also, uh, just because we we didn't record last week. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson ruled ass. Fuck yeah, it did. To quote Scotty. Yeah. Uh, just quote Scotty. Uh, all of the Grand Slam, really. None of it. None of it disappointed. Good shit all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, very you know, good for them in like that capacity arena. Like just everything that happened, top to bottom, tag matches, singles matches. Yeah, and uh, you got to see that uh, AW uh, in New York. I think the fact that it was in New York was a real big fucking deal. Um, oh yeah, major market, major market. They now they just got to sell out the Coliseum, <laughs> which they probably they could probably sell out the LA Coliseum. I'm not even I'm not even joking. That could easily. I'm willing to bet. Like you turn it into a like a banner pay per view, like big. <coughs> you market it just as much as uh, like another company would market, uh, you know, a, a single you know greatest show of the year, or whatever they want to call it. Um, Do Fighter Fest there? Yeah. Do Fighter Fest, turn it into like two weeks or something. Fighter Fest is just a dynamite and a rampage, same thing, two hours each. That'd go over great. Uh, but yeah, that was that was very good. Uh, unfortunately, my least favorite wrestler in the world won. We will not dwell on that. We will not dwell on that. Oh. Uh, there's a triple threat match this Friday between Nyla, Jade, and Thunder Rosa, and I'm unsure of who will win. Because I didn't think they were pulling the trigger on Thunder Rosa versus Brit this, this soon, year. Yeah. And I don't... But it it might be a thing where Thunder Rosa's pop at Arthur Ashe was ridiculous. massive. It was great. Ridi- ridiculous. It was up there with Adam Cole and, like, other people. So, like, I understand that, yeah, if you're going to put the belt on somebody other than Brit, 
put it on put it on Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, also, I would be very happy if you could please put the belt on someone other than her, so I could stop having to see her. I I understand. I I still get where you're coming from. I still like I I love Baker's character, and I think that like she's improved in the ring so much. Um, and I got this. You really got to see it uh, with her match with Ruby. Um, especially, uh, Baker's offense, a real big fan of like how heavy her strikes look. Um, you get a good seller in there against Britt Baker and you got a fucking banner match. Uh, but I think, I think Rose is the natural, like next in line. I think that's the story that we're going with. Um, cause like, I, I like Nyla. I think she's kind of had her moment. It's not come back around again. And Jade has been really coming along in leaps and bounds, but she's still, like, so new um, and green that it's just, like, you, you're really feeling Rosa. Her, yeah, her, her Jade's partnership with Smart Mark Sterling is probably one of the best examples of AEW identifying someone's weakness and correcting it. Because they were like, all right, she can't really talk. That didn't really work out. What can we, what can we do? Uh... Well, like, Stadland and everybody else know this guy from the Northeast that compl- that played, like, the lawyer from MJF. We could put him with, and that was, and it's, it's perfect. It's literally, he sets her up, he's like, and for that trademark money, and he, like, throws to her to say, I'm that bitch. And I'm just like, you gotta get those royalties. Uh-huh. I'm just like, motherfucker, so good. Yeah, because, like, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have talkers in AEW that aren't wrestlers, like having valets back or managers back in some oh, yeah, capacity. Solid. Still don't know why Nyla has one, but here we are. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like Vicky. I feel like Vicky mm-hmm. adds a lot to AEW. Vicky doesn't need to be on screen. No, I like, and I'm, I'm glad that they are continuing. Like, I am glad that wrestling is still kind to Vicky Guerrero. I am too. I'm glad that that in the absence of uh of that other of that other place that AEW was like, "Oh, oh no, no. We fuck it. You're great. No, come in here. No, 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 no. We're going to put you we're, we're going to put you with Nyla. You have fun screaming at people. It's going to be great." You thought they took care of you. You thought. We actually do. Yeah. <laughs> AEW where we care about the people that work for us. Uh-huh. And uh, here, watch watch Tony Khan shakily talk to you about how much he in- enjoys working with you because A he means it and B he is an anxious anxious little man. I I just identify with Tony Khan so much when I see him. Yeah, I know. I see a lot of you in him. Uh, like, we just, need to get you. He's got a. He's got a better. He's got a better drip game. Let's be honest. Oh, but he can true. afford it. He can't afford it. Like <laughs> I can't. I can't afford that shit. I'm. I'm thrift market chic. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get that. Gotta get that leopard jacket that he wears to every fucking show. <laughs> or the jaguar jacket. Shit's amazing. Fuck, I'd be down uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, also in news from uh, tonight's dynamite. Uh, TJ are officially a tag team. They have their own song. Uh, they wore matching outfits that I wasn't a huge fan of because they were purple and pink, and I've never been a fan of that color combination, period. Uh, also, Anna's not wearing Dark Order colors. Not a fan of that either. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm kind of scared of that. I, I don't like them. To be fair, the TJ, the TJ is in front of a Dark Order symbol. It's like it's like not in the forefront, but you can see it. Uh, also, it goes, TJ, Ready, fight! And I was just like, "Holy shit! All right, we're fucking, we're going for it. We're going for it. All right, me, yeah, big fan of that. Give me that fucking uh, like Mortal Kombat shit. Give me that Mortal Kombat shit. Oh yeah, it uh, no, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. Everybody's looking good. It was a great show for uh, the late great Brody Lee. Uh, very very happy with it. Very glad I got to see it. Yes, I wish I could have. Uh, I wish I could get to see it. I'm probably gonna watch a little bit of it after we get finished, um, and then finish it tomorrow because I really do want to see it. Um, oh yeah, but uh, oh, uh, Darby, Darby versus MJF. MJF is uh, the, the new feud. Oh, 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 oh! Darby outdid him on the mic. Oh, through minimalism. I love minimalism. I think that's what Darby's best at, like when it comes to talking, because he just he really speaks it in the he speaks it in the ring, man. Uh, MJF still still on fire, still one of the best people with a live mic to to be in the game. Uh, huge huge future, huge future. Hate his hate his face. 
I hate his guts. I hate his face. And he's so good at making me hate him even more. The fact that, like, he's just a nuclear heat magnet wherever he goes. He makes the... He makes heel platitudes feel mm-hmm. new again. You know what I mean? He also has he also has amazing control of the crowd because he just gets them he sh- gets them to shut up. Like it's they started sending CM Punk. He was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that was all it took. Uh, it was great. It's just the best. Uh, um, oh, circling Dan back La- real quick uh, oh, to sorry. the tribute show. Um, just the whole show. Uh, somebody pointed this out today when it was announced, like on the day of, that it would be a Brody Lee tribute show, and I'm just like, wow, it's weird not having that like shoved in my face for a week, you know? Um, it's weird not having that shoved in my face the entire broadcast. Yeah, it's like we all knew it's- that we were going to, you know, Brody's hometown and everything, and it's like we knew that something was going to happen, but the fact that they're just like, no. This show's for Brody. And it's like, we're not advertising it, but we want you to know this show's for mm-hmm. Brody. Yeah. We're not going to use him to sell things. That'd be gross. That'd be exploita- exploitative. That would be disgusting. Uh, that'd be like saying the word demon 122 times during a match. It'd just be ridiculous. God, that fucking video. Can't talk about <laughs> that fucking video. I'm so glad we can't talk about that, by the way. <laughs> I'm so glad we dropped that from our talking points. Uh, uh, one last point from this rampage, uh, because it's the one I watched. Uh, Dan Lambert continues to somehow emulate everything evil from the 1980s into one person it's it's impressive it's he he had a promo during uh after sammy called out his match against bobby fish he was like what was was bobby fish the only ride you were tall enough for (laughs) (laughs) fuck me that's good i know and then scorpio and ethan are like i just i just want them to get the shit kicked out of them so badly yeah and no one the whole time they talk i'm just like isn't anyone can someone please just come out and just punch them to anyone anyone suzuki where's minoru suzuki i want suzuki Suzuki to choke out i want mizora suzuki to choke out dan lambert i will frame a picture of that hang it on my wall what's this this is art this is art oh man the uh the mox kingston versus suzuki goon uh tag match from a couple weeks ago uh, that was Friday. That wasn't even Friday. a it couple of weeks. It was fucking Friday. You're right. Yeah. Oh, Homicide showed Homicide. up for no reason. Yep. And it- I like how it, I like how in every match afterwards, Suzuki Goon is rightfully angry about the match. It was like you had this in Ohio in his hometown. You gave us no time. Like this is bullshit. And the next week, it was a no DQ match. A third guy showed up while we were winning. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, you know, we're going to do this in New Japan now. Yeah. Well, uh, they <laughs> had that the match. Um, uh, he had that match against Homicide uh, in New York. at. Uh, I, I know. I love I love how everybody was like, I like to think that Minoru Suzuki got in a limousine, got taken to uh, Rampage, and then uh, Homicide just came out and hailed a taxi and said, follow that motherfucker. <laughs> like i'm not done with him actually i'm not i'm not done with this oh yeah it's great it's great there's so much going on in in aw so much that even across four shows there's still always there's always several matches i want to watch i'm waiting for 2.0 and daniel garcia to to pop back up again god i love them yes they're just uh, they're pretty short all of the shows like two mm -hmm. hours dynamite one hour for rampage one hour for dark elevation one hour for elevation, about hour and a half, two hours for dark. for dark. So that's hour to two. Yeah, I mean that it's is doable. It's just a lot. <laughs> it is still a lot. Like usually, it's kind of like a triangle. You, could, you can either watch you Dynamite could, and one other, or you can watch two. You could kind of pick two. So Dynamite, uh, Dark and Elevation. If you skip the, if you skip the matches for the people you don't give a shit about. Yes, which honestly you can do it. Or if you, or if you just skip through all of like the pre and post things like the intros and like the after the bell if you go if you just go bell to bell Mm -hmm. you cut out a solid 20 minutes yeah and you'll still have time to watch all of those great 30 second promos that they stitch in which is something from fantastic yeah which is something that i really appreciate from dynamite or from just aw in general like they'll throw these quick 
promos in. They're always good. They're always well mm. edited. Um, and they're just like, oh, all right, cool. Next week, uh, great, great uh, Dynamite coming up. Uh, we have Sarah D versus Hikaru Shida. Um, I know, right? Uh, ladder match, ladder match for the number one contendership for the AEW championship. Oh, that is going to be interesting. Do you know who's in it? No, no, no one does. Oh, so that's great. Oh, so, so that is, uh, that is, I take that back. If cowboy shit happens there, I will flip a table. It'll be great. It's the two year anniversary show too. That's the thing. Ooh, ah, oh, uh, maybe. That Ooh, is I the know, thing. right? Mmm, um. mm, give me that. Shoot that shit into my veins. Uh, I forget what else was announced, but I just know it's the two-year anniversary show. It's gonna be great. Uh, I mean, Sammy versus Sammy versus Bobby, which is gonna be good. Bobby, infamous Bobby Fish, uh, who probably show up and have a job similar to like Dustin or one of the other guys. Where like he's he's not in his prime anymore. He's he's kind of past it, but he is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, having someone like that just on your roster to to just like be the veteran, like the more people you have like that, the better. Yeah, you, between that, Kaz, CD, Dustin, like you got like Arn, you've got decades tell you've got decades of experience that you can just pull from. Fuck. By the way, Arn's promo tonight, I that's the only <laughs> thing you- I saw from fucking Dynamite. <laughs> I'm just okay, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not going to have heels and baby faces. We're just going to talk about everything because fuck it. Uh, yeah. Arn Anderson uh, basically called Cody a bitch to his face and then said, I don't want to coach a loser and then walked away with Lee Johnson, who had won the match because do you want to talk about it? I'll talk about it. It's probably my favorite promo I've heard from Arn Anderson where Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson's like, he's an assassin. The second time you checked on me, the hell with me. You go finish that match. The difference between you and me, you get pulled over at a stop at a stoplight and they want your car. You say, Oh yes, sir. Anything. Just take the car. Don't hurt me. Me, I take a Glock, Glock. put it in their head, and blow their their brains brains over the pavement. I was just like, holy shit, Arn. That that escalated quickly. But he said it with such sincerity, I was like, I fully now believe that Arn Anderson will murder a man who tries to take his car like he's fucking Clint Eastwood in any Clint Eastwood movie. I don't fucking doubt that. He's Arn fucking Anderson. He's What was the the line that he said uh, earlier that it's like, you come out to fight... My son's come out to fight. Everyone's come out to fight. I'd go out to fight. But the thing is, I'm just too damn old. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Beat me, beat him. Listen, all I'm ha- saying is that I'm really happy that Cody Rhodes uh, is getting shit on. In character. In character. In real life, less so. Uh, but in character, all about Homelander getting shit on. I think that's the um, thing that he kind of needs right now. That's the thing that kind of brings it back for him, hopefully. Yeah, because everyone's booing him. Everyone is booing the shit out of him. And everybody was like, oh, no, he still gets cheered. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Not right no, now. And that's like, that's Not the right thing. Now. You got to give him give him the course correct. They're doing it finally for Cody. I... I really do. Even Cody's ego can't listen to these boos much longer and not realize that he's got to do something. I really do. The just... only thing. Go on. So, oh, so sorry. Well, no, no, no. I, I have not let you talk. <laughs> it's fine. That's fu- it's totally fine, dude. I'm so fucking exhausted. I will it to let you. But the thing about Cody is like, I waffle back and forth, and I have for the past month at least. I'm like, is this a conscious decision on Cody's part? to really lean into the Homelander self, or is he just, does he just have that big of an ego? Because it's like, I see him and I'm just like, I cannot tell if he's playing a character or not anymore. When he's on, like, when he was on Shot of Brandy, I was like, you're totally milking it. Whenever he, every time he has an entrance and his entrance is like from the middle where he gets raised from the floor and there's like explosions the Cody entrance, yeah. That's all it can be described as. It's just like, not even the elite pull this bullshit. Do you have any idea how much you have to do to out-ham the elite? Nick and Matt's stupid outfits. Carl Anderson just yapping. And Cody, fucking... I hate to tell it to you, but you are so far under them on the card right now. So far under. Um, the only thing I can think is that he may become the first member of the House of Black. That which would be is, something be... special. Like, that would be something, yes, because, you know, 
Cody has always been like, no, my brand, Cody Rhodes, I'm Cody, Cody Rhodes. And having him work under or with somebody would be good. Yeah. That would really de- redefine his character. Yeah, it would allow him to go heal again, naturally, mm-hmm. uh, which is where he does his best work. Douchey heal, even just heal Cody Rhodes yeah. is way better because he is essentially the same person, mm-hmm. uh, but he just doesn't try to smile as much. Yeah. Or he does, but it's that it's the shit-eating grin where you're just like, yeah. He's actually actively, go, uh. like, he's working towards being a dick, and, like, we're all on the same page about it, whereas Babyface yeah. Cody is still a dick, but we're like, we're supposed to cheer you? Are we? Are we? Are we, though? You are literally Homelander right now, my dude. <laughs> the fucking ridiculously long cape from last week it was fucking hilarious because like when you first saw it it was like okay he's wearing a cape and then they cut to a wide shot from the other side and you, and you saw that it was like the fact that his cape was half the goddamn entrance ramp it was 30 fucking feet long man <laughs> it was just like what did you how much did you spend on that how much could that money have gone towards final countdown is all i'm saying <laughs> You need to understand, you made the guy who comes out with, like, like half, like, like fucking hell makeup, a, a skull with antlers, and, like, a whole thing of mysticism. You made him look normal. <laughs> it's like, it That's how over-the-top your thing was. Yeah, he wasn't the most ridiculous thing on this show, which it really should be. And, like, not even that, fucking... We're, you're on a show where Darby Allen and Sting come out regularly, y'all. <laughs> uh, by the way, last week's uh, Dynamite match with uh, Sting, Darby Allen versus FDR, fucking awesome. It was an old school uh, style match, like when Sting and FTR were in the ring, Darby came in and he did his just like fucking going crazy. I mean, Sting hit the... Sting hit the uh, f- fell over and smashed his head into someone's dick spot amazing god i love it i've not seen that in a long time stings stings the best sting (laughs) sting is just still going i'm just wondering like (laughs) so like so like aew reestablished the coolness of sting because like tna they were just like yeah it's sting they like shoved in your face ww was like he's here and then you know aw's like so Sting's awesome. We just want you to know that. Watch how he's awesome. And then Sting goes out there and is Sting. And everyone's like, you're right. Sting is awesome. Yeah. All right. That's. Yeah, with St- every time you know. Sting Scorpion. Every time Sting Scorpion death drops somebody, I'm just like, oh, it still looks cool. It's been three decades. What the fuck? It's a wild ride. It got my dad to watch some wrestling again. Nice. Because it's like an old school wrestling. Like, yeah, I remember Sting. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. He's still. Holy shit. I know. And he still look. He looks good. He takes his shirt off sometimes. Yeah, ridiculous. It's like all uh, right, Sting. Yeah, no, it is. AEW is doing a lot of things right. Uh, they're doing the Gun Club right. After all this time, to the point where I can't, I can't figure out if this was the plan all along, or if they just realized it part way and were like, oh yeah, because the story now for the Gun Club is essentially, hey. We're like a combined 87 and 3. And we are getting... We're not even ranked. The fuck? <laughs> and, like, from a kayfabe perspective, they've got a point. Uh, from a non-kayfabe perspective, they've beaten literally no one of note. No one combined in all of those matches. Um, but, like, it's the same thing where, like, once they're like, yeah, we're douchey. But now we're heel douchey. It's like, oh, okay. See, now it's now it's fine. Before you were obnoxious. Now you're. At least I understand why. Yeah, it's <laughs> like now you can at least be dicks. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, they were they were at the top of the ramp whenever uh, Paul White fought three guys, and their reaction to Paul White overhand chopping these dudes was amazing. Austin Gunn, Austin Gunn was like, oh, oh, oh and he like ran back. Yeah. That's he was just like, oh, that, ooh, ooh, it was great. Even Billy Gunn had this look on his face like, that had to hurt a lot. <laughs> that, that's the thing I think about, um, it's a Paul White's booking. It's like, you have him come out and you do the big giant spots like he was always meant to do. Uh-huh. And it's just like, it's a thing. And it's just like, it's a big spectacle and that's all it needs to be. 
Paul White matches should be 10 minutes at the longest. They should involve no technical wrestling. Uh, they should just be like a back and forth, and then somebody falls over. And that's it. That's all it needs to be. All it should be. Let it go. Yeah. Because he doesn't... Does he... I don't remember. I legitimately don't because I don't think I've seen the finish to any of his matches. Does He doesn't use the WMD anymore, does he? Oh, he, he knocks people the he knocks people the fuck out. It's not his finish. It's just he just says the yeah, and then boom, and it, then as like, long as it's not then, his finish anymore, because I always thought no. it just like looked too ridiculous, even for him. I mean, to be fair, if Paul White punched either of us in the face, we would act the same way as anyone in the Fed. Oh, we would if it was a real punch. It's like you could just see how pulled it is some yeah. of the time. Like it's just it's just never got. It never felt real enough to me. And I understand because you don't want Paul White actually punching people. So there's a trade-off. I I actually, actually, I would pay to see Paul White actually punch somebody in a safe environment. Uh, yeah, now that you mention it. Just to see the destructive power. I just want, you know how like there was the sports, the people that did like the sports analyst stuff and they would like break it down mathematically how athletes would do things. I want that, but for Paul White punching somebody like in the fucking world tournament for DBZ. Yeah, that gets like yeah, the just, uh, boom, scores it. I want to see that shit. They have the punch testing machine that just, yeah. um, you know, shows how powerful your punch is. He just like destroys it. Yeah, I just all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> Is to see Paul White. We're fantasy booking some shit right no, now. That's where we are. We're fantasy booking. We're fantasy booking Paul. smaller segments. We don't want storylines. We'll give that up to you. But we'll be over here, AW, just being like, "Hey, listen, you can put this in on the side. It'd at least be entertaining." We're right? fantasy booking Paul White right now. Dylan, yeah. that's, uh, although like, we're in a good place. We're yeah. in a good place. That, that means that we're not held down by bitterness and anger. Yeah. That means, that's, yeah. Honestly, if we if we worked for AEW on any like writing staff, that's where we'd be. Yeah, we're like we can think of fun little things yeah. that you can do on the undercard. Fucking uh, Kip Sabian is pulling a uh, Shia LaBeouf. He just has a box over his head and like doing unofficial meet and greets and shit. You think I'm joking? I don't. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't. <laughs> and I'm glad he's doing it because it's like a gra- He's like grassroots getting that going uh like while he's still injured uh, i forget what his injury is but it'll allow him to come back and do things when he gets back um yeah yeah aw aw doing a lot a lot of good things impact is doing things yeah they're still i hear i hear i hear decent things about it yeah so like they're a nice they're like a they're like an upper card indie at this point they're like an upper production value indie yeah, which is which is kind of fair. I think that's a good place for uh, Impact to be, um, because like they had a lot of rebuilding to do when um, somebody else just like s- decided to suck up all their talent. Mm, uh, yeah, we can't uh, even. God, Dylan, we can't even talk about the good show on the bad like company anymore because it's no longer the good show. It's still doing okay. Uh, it's just that none of their title cards show people's names, and everything looks like it was finger painted by a kindergartner. Mm-hmm. And they forced a they forced a Steiner who talks and is is a Steiner one hundred percent to have a different name. And you're just like, it's because they can't. It's because they can't copyright the Steiner name because neither of the Steiner brothers will let them have it. Which is hilarious. Big, Big Papa Pump was uh, was banned from a Hall of Fame. Remember they had his picture because he was going to try to fuck up Hulk Hogan. Which in retrospect they should have let him. But exactly, I, I'm I'm really thinking hindsight was 2020 on that one. Big Papa Pump. Big- Big bad booty daddy. He got freaks nine days a week. <sighs> I'm gonna take your ass to Cracker Barrel, Hogan. <laughs> They shut down my Shoney's. So that's the only place I can go. Oh my God! Did they? Yeah, yeah, that went out of business because of COVID. Oh God! No, I'm pretty not- sure all Shoney's are out of business now. Let's be honest. It is um, true, but th- there's one that I know that's still that's still bumping, and they still have a good breakfast buffet. Next time you guys come down, we should all go to Cracker Barrel together as like a as like a Young Bucks slash <laughs> slash that. Oh, yeah. we all get chicken strips. That's it. That's the only thing we get is just chicken strips. We want Cracker Barrel for breakfast, and then we'll go to uh, we'll go to Applebee's for dinner, and we'll all buy apps for the table. 
I gotta go to TJ Friday's. You know, Friday's. You know, the young that's Bucks, it. Yeah, TJ Friday's, the Young Bucks' favorite Japanese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the classic bit. I haven't watched BT in forever, but like those bits before AEW was a thing. Those were the super click is back. I can't tell you how excited I am for that. The world feels right. It's they looking, were doing. I, I've started. Adam Cole made me start watching BTE again. By the way, it's oh, is it? It's still not as good as the classic episodes, I don't think. But like, they're still kind of coming in because right now the Young Bucks thing is like they just go and buy Nikes. Yeah, they've always bought Nikes, but still, that's their big thing, right? Now, now. they're filming it. Yes, now they're filming it. I would love to see their closet of nothing but Air Jors. <laughs> they've got to have a storage I, unit somewhere for them at this point. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh. Yeah, so I think I'd like to revise my list of best trios. I think it does go the Bucks and AJ, but I really do believe the Bucks and Cole are above the Bucks and Kenny. Because the Bucks, yeah. the Bucks and Kenny is this thing where like they are very, very good friends. Kenny is so much better. <laughs> does that? That like no no no. He's he's like clearly too good of a singles person to to be like in, yeah. To be in in the in, in the trio. trio in the trio, that very much is a case where like he is definitely the guy, and then they're there. Whereas like with Cole, they're also smarmy. Like there's too much. The smarm with the super click is so much better. Yeah, Kenny's just. And, it's hard to get rid of Kenny's nerd energy, and I really appreciate that about Kenny. But like, yeah. it doesn't fit as well as Adam Cole's own like greasy, just like slimy yeah. energy. Yeah, and there's just don't get me wrong, it's very it's very good. But yeah, ever since Kenny became like the champion, anytime he's with the Bucks, it's like it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel as good. Especially I think it's because it only worked when the Bucks were juniors. Same with AJ. But Cole and the Bucks work because they're all the same size now. Yes. We all know that Adam Cole shrunk when he went to the other company. It's not a fat piece of shit anymore. Uh by the way, Babyface of the Week, Excalibur, who continues to every week have like multiple lines that I love, mm-hmm. including this week where he said on Dark, I'm not reading Read this two lines, two copy. paragraphs of copy. I, I saw <laughs> and, that and there's video. There's no way I'm reading this two paragraphs of copy. And- because it's like, at the very start, he's like, all right, before this match really gets underway, I want to plug the new uh, the new updates GM mode. I cannot read this two paragraphs of copy. Here's the people, <sighs> CM Punk, all of them. <laughs> All of them. Uh, I I love the, the Taz, fact that Taz there. <laughs> <laughs> Excalibur. He just. I mean, he gets it. He is. I mean, he stands to be the next great commentary guy if he's not already. He's he's very much coming into his. Even CM Punk was like, "I'm glad you know all the names to these moves. I don't know how." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I don't know what's more impressive: the fact that they're pulling these moves off, or the fact that you know the names to all of them." Uh-huh. Also, Dante Dante Martin has continued his abusive relationship with Gravity. Um, <laughs> it's the only thing you can say. Every time yep. he does the, I'm gonna I'm gonna spring off the top board and do like a fucking like side senton over somebody. I'm just like, no one should be allowed to do. He 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 did a he step did a step up to the top rope, uh, senton, and then he landed on his feet after hitting Lee Johnson and Cody. Like effortlessly, like like he was walking on clouds. It was it was absurd. It was absurd. He's like, so do you have? Do you ever see clips of like Dragon Gate era Ricochet back where he was doing like the double backflip and shit? Yes, when he basically yep. could walk on air. Yeah, best of the Super Juniors Ricochet. Yeah, that's where Dante Martin is now. He's not as ripped, but that's basically where he is. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. There are he, certain as people as, that can oh, just become like. That really can just almost defy gravity. Like that is that is a there's a reason that people are given those monikers. And when mm-hmm. you find somebody like Dante Martin, you're like, let's just enjoy this while we can because it's not going to last forever. His knees can't last forever. Then again, none of the spots that he does look terribly brutal. It's just that there's a lot of air time in between them and are like none of them none of them are none of them are like will osprey like oh, you you just shortened your life by one year like fucking princess bride shit <laughs> um but yeah as soon as 
Before I was just like, he has no character. But that is his character. It's like early Ricochet where it's like, what's his character? He flies. What? He literally flies. <laughs> have you heard of flippy shit? You have not seen flippy shit, motherfucker. This man is literally embodied flippy shit. Um, <laughs> Liquid no, flippy is, shit. That's, I think that's one of the most exciting things about AEW is like you see all these people and you're just like, I can see them for like the next decade, two decades. Like MJF talked about like the four pillars, Jungle Boy, Sammy, Darby, and him. And I was like, there's so many people under that and around that like that are that are gonna gonna have big runs and do big things and like so many veterans yeah really like i don't know how long the um the current vets can you know stick kind of keep up that that kind of schedule so eventually they are going to give it to the new generation that AEW has been really pushing on building i, I feel like not the next year but like year five i think year five is when we'll get like when they're in like their late 20s and you're just like yeah they've really they've really hit it uh, I think Jungle Boy will get the strap first. Out of those the, uh, guys that MJF mentioned, yeah. It's between him and MJF. It really, I'm not really sure which way they're going to go with it. Yeah, that's know, a good right? point. It's between, I know, I know, MJF just... Because, like, nothing. you have MJF no. win first and then Jungle Boy can have his real baby face moment, or, yeah. you know, you could go seven different ways with it. I, I I do feel so I okay, so if I'm gonna short term it, I'm pretty sure that the um the succession goes. So it's currently Kenny. I still have my money on Hangman. You gotta give that moment. People have been waiting for it too long. I think MJF takes it from him, but who takes it from MJF is not a toss up between Daniel and and Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, I don't know if they would see because if they pulled the trigger on MJF that soon, that's a hard that's a hard thing because, like, I don't think. Well, that's that's, Daniel, that's the only person. That's yeah. the only heel. That's the only heel really in in position to take it off of off of somebody like Hangman because mm-hmm. they like, have to build another like another amazing heel real quick off that. To be fair, Miro Miro's got no belt right now. Miro could definitely definitely easily easily move up to that spot. I don't actually know. For some reason, I I just can't see him with the world title. I don't know why it is. I just can't see him. I may be preconditioned because of how Miro was booked in Uh WWE, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, But it's just like, I can't either. And it's just, I don't know what it is that's keeping me from that. Maybe it's just because, like, as much as I love Miro and as much as he's improved, and as much as, like, he's such an amazing promo and he's such a charismatic guy, it's just like... I don't know if I see him in the ring being in that situation, like being in that echelon. I don't... I don't see him being that guy, the guy putting on the big five-star matches, the guy, you know, bringing the company up. No, I think he, he will probably be TNT champion again, because his his reign was legendary. That We will be talking about that for very now, a very long time. What if you think, it's already built in, we just gotta, we just gotta let the glam wear off. Heel Punk takes it off of Hangman, because Punk starts to get so delusional in his new character that he literally thinks that he is, like... The he is the main event. He is the guy. He is the best in the world again. Really? You you really don't think that Daniel Bryan will just be? He'll just be the same Daniel Bryan, but he'll just he'll it'll just be. I don't care about what you want. I have this. I will fight. I'll fight anyone. I'll fight. I'll fight. And it's just a it's a matter that he will fight heels. He'll fight faces like that'd be that'd be defining where it's just like I will kick anyone's face in because I'm pretty sure that's how Ring of Honor Daniel or Brian Danielson was. Yes, he was an he was an honorable wrestler, but he was a true neutral in yeah. his character. I will murder anyone. And I really feel like that would be the best because then it wouldn't even be like a heel turn. It would just be a, a natural, not even a baby face versus baby face, just a baby face versus neutral. And I feel like that's that in itself would be a great pay-per-view. Because when was the last time you saw that? That is, a, that is a good point, because it's like, at this point, you could book Brian to become a literal, like, force of nature. Like, he comes in, and it is not about whether he likes you or not, whether you like him or not. He... His only thing is that he wants to fight and destroy. Speaking of which, did you get your American Dragon shirt? 
No, not yet. I'm actually waiting for, um, I had to buy a shirt for the show that I'm in, uh, Puffs at Birmingham Festival Theater. If anybody lives in Birmingham, nobody lives in Birmingham who listens to this show, but still, um, I was, uh, I got that, so I'm waiting until, uh, I have a little bit more dosh to just get shirted up. Did you need a Hufflepuff shirt? Because, you know, you could have just asked me. Already, already got one because they're selling, uh, shirts for, because that's the thing about Puffs is it is, uh, is a royalty-free parody, and if you mention anything with the series that it is based off of, uh, off of, then Time Warner may just come and literally stab you in the fucking face. Fun times, fun times. Well, until next time, uh, what did you learn oh, this week? Yeah, I guess we we are finished. We kind of got to a good point here. So uh, we, we'll start fantasy booking for hours if we start talking about. Yeah. I did, listen, I didn't even gush over how much I love Kenny Omega being like, okay, we had this time limit draw. Fuck off. I'm done. <laughs> you want to fight again? I fucking don't. Everybody, every, he's like, like Dan, Daniel's trying to be like, yes, Kenny no balls Omega and all this. And Kenny's just like, what <laughs> no. are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> no. The answer is still no. Like, he's being really logical about it. It's just like, okay, we had a time limit draw. You're not ranked. That was literally your first match. Mm-hmm. Piss off? Piss off. That's it. Go to the bottom. Bye-bye, baby yeah. boy. Bye-bye. Um, anyway, what did you learn, buddy? Yeah, I learned that uh, really what AEW needs for their Paul White booking is Blake and Dylan. Exactly. Yes, we will get Paul White over even more. Uh, I learned that the two-week rule is ever-present in AEW, uh, and sometimes, in the case of the Gun Club, it was actually more like eight months. But we got there. No storyline is left unhelped. And that is long-term booking. Long-term booking. I can't wait to see how they long-term book Dante Martin's abusive relationship with Gravity. Can't wait until they're just like, listen, at this point, he's just making Gravity his bitch. Yep. Well, <laughs> you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me on the Darkroom Video on YouTube. You can find Scotty at Scotty Mo on Twitter. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Uh, and as always, step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on Twitter. And we didn't get a uh, we didn't do a tweet because we don't have access to the account. So everyone, just remember that when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Go support Megaran. Go check him out um, on all of his updates for his new album that's coming out live ninety five. Is that the one we're gonna be in? Yes, that's the one that we that I paid for to get a uh, a physical copy, some merch, and a uh, a custom like shout out rap to the Fight Boys. Because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. life.